4: God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stu God bless More Hamlin, Mikey A.
0: God bless Demar Hamlin, Stu Gatz, Absolutely. Yep. Um.
4: Man, the week started unlike any week uh, any of us have ever uh, have ever experienced. What we saw at Cincinnati on that field Monday night was something we've never seen, experienced. The emotions we saw on that field were emotions that we've never seen on a football field uh, from guys like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and all the guys really on the Bills and the Bengals. Um, what a crazy week, Mike. What a crazy week. And DeMar Hamlin, not, he's not out of the woods yet. We'll give you uh, the latest uh, in just a second here. Uh, because he has made, according to the doctors, the bills, his family, uh, significant progress. He is communicating. And we'll give you the latest update here in just a second. Uh, but Mikey A, a week in football unlike any week, and I've been watching it 40 years, and and I love this thing. I have grown to to love this thing so much, and so have many other fans, obviously. Uh, and I know you have. Uh, but a, a, a week unlike any week we've ever experienced uh, in the NFL, or, or at any level of football. It's been, uh, it's been absolutely crazy because, Mike, when I tuned into that game, you know, what made the weekend so interesting was it was such a great football weekend with the two college games, the NFL games. We were staring at what was going to be a great NFL game in Cincinnati and Buffalo, and everything uh, came to a screeching halt when DeMar Hamlin went down on that field. And so it was a weird weekend from that regard where it was almost a celebration of football right up until football in the world stopped. You know what I'm saying?
0: From the excitement from the weekend we had to this big matchup on Monday night. I mean, we even said uh, with, with Mike Olick junior Monday, when we talked with him, you know, we finally got a big game on Monday night to the utter confusion when the injury happened and nobody could sort of understand what was happening to you fast forward all week. I, I know myself, I was anytime I was near my phone, I was refreshing Twitter just to see if I could get an update on a yeah. player that honestly I had never heard of up until this, but I felt like it was it was important for me to find out what was going on with him. And I think it was with everybody. It was yeah. it was really jarring for fans everywhere.
4: Uh, Up until Monday night, I was not aware that could happen on a football field. And I think what you're going to find out, certainly through this episode of God Bless Football, and just certainly as time moves forward, is the players had no idea something like this could happen. And and again, there's a lot of information to find out. Was there a pre-existing condition? We don't know. Uh, Was this caused strictly by the hit in football? Um, We don't know. Uh, The good thing is, though, he is making significant progress. He is communicating. uh, And the first thing that he wrote down... The first thing that he wrote down is, and it gives me goosebumps, man. It made me cry. Who won the game? Who won the game? Wait until he finds out there was no game. There was no winner. There was no loser. And see the outpouring of love and affection and money that was sent to his charity Man, I like I, I get emotional thinking. Let's let's get through this, and hopefully he will. And it seems like he's going to. And he again, he's making significant progress. That's the latest uh, that we have. But um, man, if there's a positive out of this, he's going to have a day where he realizes, oh my God, the world stopped because of me, and and he's going to be able to see Mike uh, just how many people love and care about him. And and I look forward to that day if we get to that day, and I and I think we will based on the latest news, you know. Um, And maybe all of us as fans, right? I can't speak to it from a player perspective, but uh, hopefully we can start learning about who these people are as human beings and care less about who they are uh, on the football field. That would be nice moving forward. Um, I'm saying that in the moment. We'll see what happens as time moves forward. But I think perhaps we've arrived at a place where, where fans will view these players not as guys on their fantasy team, not as guys that can win or lose them a bet as human beings who have families, who have people that care about them, uh, who care more about thing, you know, life uh, on the field and have, and have interest off the field. Because now what you've learned about DeMar Hamlin is what a sweet person he is, is what a great person he is, is how much work he does with charities off the field. So uh, continue to keep them in your prayers and your thoughts, and hopefully we'll get uh, positive news here going forward. No Billy this week. Um, it's been kind of a weird week. We uh, just kind of ha- we you know we were wait and see mode to see what happened here uh, with Demar Hamlin. Uh, but Billy is out this week. Golick is not with us this week. Uh, but we do have a uh, a great show for you. We have uh, we have Austin Eckler. Um, who I expect to be great on this. Uh, Reese Davis is going to join us with a preview of the college football uh, championship game. I'll try to weasel my way onto college game day to replace the Bear. And uh, Chris Sims and Bryant McFadden, two time Super Bowl champion. Not Sims. Sims didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, McFa- <laughs> McFadden. How about Sims fighting with ESPN? I mean,
0: <laughs>
4: uh, what are you doing? I mean, <laughs> I saw
0: that and I immediately sent it to you and I just said, can't wait to have Sims on.
4: I mean, here's the thing with Sims. The way he, like, sent that out on social is the way Sims talks. This Sunday night Sims is not Chris Sims. I'm sorry. No. Okay? No. That is TV polished Chris Sims. That Chris Sims on Instagram, that's fucking Chris Sims. Okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> that's That's God bless football, Chris Sims. That's what that is. Uh, where are we going to first, Mike? Who are you going to? Uh-
0: uh, I think we should start with Austin Eckler, uh, okay. see what he has to say about DeMar Hamlin. Uh,
4: if there's a fan base out there, by the way, who's going who's gonna to argue and get all upset uh, about uh, how they're going to do the playoffs, and we don't know yet, okay? Uh, we'll discuss it uh, throughout the episode. Um, go bleep yourselves, okay? Like, I don't, I don't want to hear it, okay? I don't want to hear we should have had a home field. I don't care. A man almost died on a football field, okay? However the NFL needs to do it, that's how they need to do it this year. And if you're one of those fan bases who's going to get upset or a fan who's going to get upset, get over it, okay? Like, seriously, get the f*** over it, okay? It's football. It's a game. There is a man who's been on life support for a week playing that game. I don't care if you're a one seat and have to go on the road. Doesn't matter. Don't care. Don't want to hear it, Okay. Uh, Mike so let's go uh, let's go to Austin Eckler because he's a player who's been affected by this we know he's going to be great on this topic and uh, to his credit he uh, he honored uh, his weekly appearance with us and we're thankful for that so let's go to Austin Eckler first.
5: Hey I appreciate you guys uh, promoting the app for me I had a I actually was checking out the app store the other day had a few people like five or six people that were that left a review for me on the app store. I, I got to be honest, if that's where
4: we're going to start, that's where we're going to start. I'm insulted it's only five or six, so I'm going to ask our audience to do better. Do better for Austin Eckler, because Austin Eckler uh, gives us a great, not a good, a great 20 to 30 minutes every single week on God Bless Football. So this is not Austin saying it. It's me saying it. Audience, do better. Let's go.
5: Well, I, w- I was thankful for those that did, though.
4: So, that's <laughs> the that other did. Okay, but I want more for you, okay?
5: <laughs> Thank
4: you. <laughs> um. Austin, let's start in the most in the most obvious place. Like, take us take us through uh, where you were and and what was going through your mind uh, when you saw what happened uh, on that field to to uh, Damar Hamlin uh, in Cincinnati. Kind of, what were you thinking if you could take
5: us? Yeah, through. Um, you know, I was watching the Monday night game with my with my family and kind of saw it all start unfolding itself and didn't kind of like everyone else didn't really know the severity of it until it started going on until, you know, everyone started clearing the benches and, it, um, when gathering in the middle. Um, and then obviously that, you know, was the scenario that it was. And so I think what it really showed, um, and what I really learned from that, um, is that, you know, the NFL, we have, you know, a lot of different, um, opinions about teams and players and, and everything like that but that how connected that we were you know around this this one person who had gone through a traumatic and is still going battling back from the traumatic injury um you know making progress as we can see in the media uh, which is amazing um but just showed how connected that you know sports can make us and i thought that was really special um, and i think it's a good reminder and a good uh example of of why this is so important in our lives and you know the the connectivity between all of us, you know, when it comes down to being just, just humans in general. So that's where I was. The message that I really got from that was, yeah, the connectivity. Um, cause for a moment there, he was like, nothing really else mattered. Like I knew we weren't. they weren't going to finish the game. I was talking to the other, you know, executives, um, of the NFLPA, And it's like, no way this game goes through, um, and yeah, for a moment, it we was just like, hey, we care about this person as a person, making sure they're, they're ready to go and they can, you know, get back on their feet and get back in the good health. And I also showed how ready we are, you know, as the NFL, um, you know, from the PA side and the, and the actual ownership side for it, things like this. You know, this is probably one of the worst things that could possibly happen. Um, and we were ready to go. And this man's life was saved because of it. So shout out to the NFL and shout out to the PA for, for being ready for those instances as well.
4: Did it scare you?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. scared me because, you know, you, you know, you never want to see injury, um, but, you know, usually nothing's to that magnitude. Um, and so when something's like that, that's never happened before happens, it's definitely frightening um, from a sense for that person's life. Absolutely. Uh, were you aware that could happen on a football field? Like I had no idea that injury right. was impossible, right. um, where, like you get hit in a certain rhythm of your heart and then it like puts it into, you know, something that's irregular and stops like I I didn't know that was the thing
4: it's weird because I'm not certain if the NFL like I don't know if they knew it I'm not sure if they did know it they should probably make you guys aware but it's never happened
5: in the history of football they are aware of it we learned that actually after um, listening to what our medical um, staff has to go through they trained for four really four like severe instances that could happen and that was one of them where someone gets hit in the chest um, during that time because apparently it's it's not common it's very it's very rare but it's one of those that you if you're on it right away you can potentially save that person's life and that's exactly what you know went down you know all those protocols kicked in and were executed perfectly and saved this man
4: it seems like if anything you're not concerned you're comforted by the fact that the that they have the right personnel and the right equipment right. on the field, ready to go. Right. Right. And we know we're right. in a
5: combat sport. We know injuries are yeah. definitely going to be a, a, you know, a part of this game. And so that's Not the, that though. Austin,
4: no. that that's, that was a little bit different no. for all of us, even for fans, man.
5: Yeah. And I'm, that's exactly why we have the personnel that we have for yeah. the instances where it's like, okay, we need someone to save your life right now. Right. Right now on the field. And that's, yeah not like you said it's never happened and you know but we it's like insurance right you never want to have it but you know we we have it there for ourselves just in case something does happen like that and we were on top of it
4: i'll get off this in a second do you feel like you should have known like they should have like someone should have informed you or like not
5: necessarily just because okay. it's it's extremely rare so i don't, don't know.
4: Okay. uh you brought up a great point the way everyone kind of galvanized and came together and i think it will you like it humanizes you guys like <laughs> like and i think it will moving forward where fans are going to care more about you um, as people, you know what I'm saying? And I think, yeah, and So no, no, and they should, if there's anything good to come out of this. Uh, but I do look forward to this and I'm wondering uh, your perspective on this because hopefully, and you're right, he's still fighting, but he's going to come out of this and see the outpouring of, of, uh, of affection and love. Like I know he wrote down who won the game, which gives me goosebumps, by the way, who won the game uh, gives me goosebumps, but um hopefully when he comes out of this he will see the outpouring of love and affection and donations to his uh to his charity that I think are gonna make him uh feel feel really really good about about yeah going through such he a should thing. you know he yeah. has a lot of
5: people that care about him and are showing that you know in different types of ways you know yeah. um and you know rightfully so you know we have a lot that a lot of people get some type of satisfaction or some type of value from this game that we play. And so the players that are out here doing it and, you know, sacrificing our bodies, you know, I think for one, for multiple reasons deserve a a ton of support. Um, And that looks like that's different for everybody. Um, Everyone's different as far as what you can do, how much you're involved, how much it affects you. But um, there's a reason why the NFL is so popular. Um, And it's because we can add so much value to people's lives. And so when one of our guys goes down that affects not just the football community, but obviously, as we saw, you know, what you said with the donations, it affects the entire community, right? All the yeah. fan base, all of us. Yeah.
4: Uh, do you even care about the playoff scenarios and how the NFL figures it out and does it? Like, is that even I don't
5: care at all? Honestly, good with anything. <laughs> you know, right? it's. Yeah. I kind of became numb to it after COVID. It's like whatever happens, happens. We can only right. control so much. We'll just <laughs> try to win as many games as we can. Yeah, uh, you're gonna sit here and tell us you played poorly
4: last week, aren't you? You're gonna do that, right? Me and Mikey <laughs> a were laughing earlier. Like he's gonna do Don't this thing lie. again, where he has ten <laughs> carries, 120 yards, or something like that, two touchdowns. No, there, there was you one got, play I 18... where I,
5: I I tried to get a spin move, and I I kind of fell down a little bit. Yeah. I think that was one that I wanted back, where I needed to land that spin move. But other than that, but I would say I played well last week. Yes, with the opportunities that I had yes
4: hey congratulations on finally uh, playing wow won. 18 yes, touchdowns it. later for once <laughs> yes for one time and finally lose. <laughs> Uh, you would say your team's peaking at the right time right like this is this is the chargers playing
5: at like this is the best you guys have played all season it 100 it is and you said it you know we hit the nail on the head we're peaking at the right time but it's because we're getting our we're getting guys back and they're getting into a rhythm and you know, when you have these guys, you're paying 10, 20, 30, you know, whatever million dollars. Like there's there's a reason they're beginning paid that much It's because they're they can play at a very high level consistently. And when you don't have those guys on the field, it absolutely affects the team. It absolutely affects your your ability to make plays. And so we, we're seeing a bunch of big plays that we didn't used to have in the past that are being made because we're getting some of our guys back. And so it's the perfect timing going into playoffs.
4: You got your eyes set on twenty, though, don't you? Like you got, you got your eyes. I up. mean,
5: if we get there, it'd be nice, yes, because I'm so <laughs> close. I'm flipping. I'm pissed at myself because the first three weeks I had zero touchdowns, so I, I right. should have already been there. Um, but you know how it is. You know, it's it's up and down. See, NFL, anything can happen. So we'll see. We'll see. Wait, if we,
4: wait so so just on them, these eighteen have come in like fourteen games, like. Yeah, I could make a case for you being the MVP Austin. I
5: could, I could, I could. No, I could MVP, but not pro bowl. <laughs>
4: oh my God. So, so just kind of going back to, to, to Monday night real quick. Um, What's been the discussion between, amongst the players and the coaches within the Chargers organization? Have you guys discussed this much? I'm, I'm
5: certain. Yeah, I, 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 I think everyone, it. every team's probably discussing this. And for us at the Chargers, it's really just passing information that we know. Like, what's the information that's there that, you know, not just about, you know, his health, but about, like, the protocol. Like, how was how are the doctors handling it? Was that procedure done well? Is there things now that we can learn from this, going back and watching the tape from the moment he fell to the moment that there was people around? him to the moment you know he was um going through the treatment to get back you get his heart rate back uh, so it's, it's really a learning and information passing long we've been doing that and then obviously um just you know there's a lot of support around you know the mental health side of this you know this is traumatic and we all handle these situations differently sometimes it doesn't hit us at all sometimes it hits you right away sometimes it's delayed you know as far as the emotional side of it and so we've had you know tons of support from our staff
4: uh how about your family what what, what was their uh their reactions.
5: Yeah. It. My mom, my mom started crying and right? she's, she's yeah. watching this. She's watching, you know, someone's son out there, you know, going through this traumatic, you know, injury of playing the sport that I've played forever. So absolutely that affected her. Um, and so eventually I just, I just turned it off cause I didn't want her to keep listening and watching um, and, and get her in a state of mind where she now is terrified for my life um, on the field and things like that, where it's like, this is extremely rare you know odds of this happening again are, are very 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 low um and so it was like okay mom like like okay let's move on from that but yeah she's definitely concerned as we all were
4: yeah uh listen but you're good though right because i said you start doing something with someone every single week and you you, you know I don't know how you feel about it, but friendships, I I care about you is what I'm trying to say. You're good. No, I really do, man. And so you're good moving forward here, right? Like you're, you're comfortable. You're not nervous out there. You're going to play the same style. You feel feel comforted.
5: I never, it never crossed my mind that uh, ever rethinking playing. Like, absolutely. I want to. And I I had this asked before. And it's like, you go out there understanding that there's a tremendous amount of risk that you're taking. um, But especially at the NFL level, just the substance and, and, the add of value to your life is so immense, you know, as far as the monetary, obviously, but then the, the culture, you know, the brotherhood, there's just so much substance that's added as far as life experiences that I justify that this game is definitely worth going out there and play, even though I might have right now in the future, some, you know, long term repercussions that I'll probably have to suffer for.
4: You know, it's interesting because Jason Taylor talked about having a pick line, um, you know, and sleeping on a staircase because he was so uncomfortable. He couldn't sleep on the bed and the thing detoured all shots and all the stuff that he went through just to get himself ready uh, for the next Sunday. Um, The Monday through Saturday is basically what he took us through and how brutal it was. And yet when we asked him, would you do it all over again? He didn't hesitate. It's yep. 100%.
5: Yeah. I go through the same thing after every game. I can never sleep. Um, It's, especially the night games. Cause like my body, like you just, you can't get comfortable. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm sore there. Sore there, sore there, sore right. there, like my back, my neck, you know, all of that stuff. And so it's absolutely a brutal game. But like I said, the the rewards of just living that lifestyle and all the benefits that come from that, the community the financials, the, just the substance, the, the brotherhood, like I mentioned, man, it's, it's unbeatable. It's, I've never experienced anything like this anywhere else.
4: Uh, Mikey EA's got something for you, but I just want to be clear here. Yes, Jason Taylor told us he found more comfort sleeping on a staircase than he did on a mattress. Like, he just had to find a comfortable place to sit down,
3: you know?
5: Probably hit the right points, right? The right pressure points.
4: <laughs> what you guys do is crazy, man. It really is. But I also think in a weird way, that's what I was trying to allude, was alluding to before. I think through this, uh, fans might view you guys differently Um, not as fantasy players, not as... the. It's going to be interesting to see the uh, fan-player relationship because I think it's going to grow in a positive direction. And I know you want that to happen regardless, you
5: know? Yeah, I mean, the more we can grow together and the more that we can, you know, I guess, relate... Um, to each other, I think the better off we're going to be, you know, like I, that's why I share so much of my story. You know, people see a finished product when they talk to me or learn about me like right now, but you didn't realize that uh, the reason I've gotten to this point and have so many things going on for myself is because I was just being consistent and trying to progress for myself. Like I am, I am, I had the same, not same, but I had a lot of similar opportunities that people, other people do. Um, It's not like some, some magic or some, you know, crazy thing that happened that got me here. It's like straight up just a bunch of simple things that I was able to continue to stay um, consistent on and maybe a little bit of luck, right? But it's like, it doesn't mean that it's impossible for you to grow to a a pretty far point in your career and in your life. Um, And so I think that's the reason we should, I think that's one of the best reasons to relate is because it puts things in perspective that you can feel like you can relate to it's like oh yeah like you're working towards this like I got on a video call the other day this kid was he was working at Walmart and I was like that's amazing like you're setting yourself up right now this is a temporary job you understand that but you need this opportunity to put food on your plate to pay your rent so you can get to the next thing in your life and it's the same thing that I went through and I'm like just keep going man like keep going keep working hard and keep adding value to your life because that's what it's going to take You know, so the relatability for sure. Go go ahead.
4: You're a good man. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Okay. I feel like my question is just like all. all No, i just like, we're going into week 18. You guys got the Broncos. I mean, you're, you're in the playoffs. You you can't, your seating isn't going to move too much. So my question is: Are you team Rest or team Rust? Because we we fight about it all the time as fans on which one. And (laughs) and I I feel like for you guys, it's an easy answer most of the time.
5: I mean, for us, you're gonna have to drag us off the field like we're playing, (laughs) like. (laughs) <laughs> like we're I'm getting out there. I'm playing. Like I got some I got some goals to hit, you know, yeah. as far as numbers and stuff like that. I know the people got benefits and stuff like that. I've already hit my bonuses for the year. Um, <laughs> but now it's just like how far can I push the stat line, right? How how much can I impact the team? Uh obviously we're going to the playoffs, so that's great, but we're still looking to win. We're still competitors. Hey, how how was uh we, we
4: you know, we were laughing earlier about the app. How the first like how the first how have the first couple of weeks been with the with the
5: new app? So, we've been out for a week now. Yep. And we have um, almost twelve hundred downloads. Uh, no, just twelve hundred signups. Let me take that back. Twelve hundred. Okay. I don't know how many downloads total. Um, and it's just been me on there. So, right, what I mean by that is we're gonna have other people that can also offer different experience. We call them experiences because the app's sure. called Experience, and all the things on there are different types of experiences. So it's just. A play on the branding, but it's just me on there. And I've been pushing it, you know, through fantasy and just through my socials. And obviously, you know, had a a plug in here and shout out to the people that, uh, you know, put a review in the app store for us. Um there was one knucklehead that gave us a one star though. So whoever was really? that, you hate her. <laughs> you want to call him out or, or I have no idea who <laughs> it was. It's, a, right, it's well, But anyway, Mikey a, Mikey a,
4: we need Mikey A when we're done, we're si- we need to sign up for the app. We need to review the app. We promised them last week I already we saw it. I the, already can signed I see all, all the other reviews in there cuz I want to call this person out next week when no, Austin back on. <laughs> in the app. Store. Let's let's
5: let's look past the reviews. Look past Okay. Reviews. Okay, okay. Sorry. I need I, right. I need you to be honest. If you think it sucks, at least tell me why so I can fix it. Okay. Um But no, I've done, I've done tons. I've done like tens of different types of interactions. Um, some video chats, some gaming, some personalized video. I have like 30 jerseys coming in to get signed. Um, and so it's, it's really been catching some traction and it's really been awesome and, and I've been loving just the interactions that we've been able to do in different ways and, and the feedback that I'm getting from people because I'm putting a lot of effort into this and trying to make it amazing for people that sign up and and purchase anything and so we've been getting a lot of great just stories about how this is like one of their highlights of of experiences that they've ever done um, for the year for themselves I'm doing you know shout outs I'm doing motivations for like you know people's sons and daughters and so man it's it's pretty special man and I'm looking forward to just continuing to go. Uh, it's keeping you busy but you like that you know you don't I, like uh, if i wasn't busy i would be looking for something to keep me busy so i started <laughs> you, my own company
4: uh all right man listen uh we'll let you go we appreciate it um i know it's been a stressful week for you um and a hard week for you and so i'm glad that you're comfortable playing the game that you love moving forward here because i was i was worried and listen if there are players who no longer want to play i totally understand that as well so uh, you would too right you would totally get that at this point no?
5: i 100 percent get it i mean i, I get it even if even if you played one year and you're like, "Wow, this is a toll on my body. I I, under, I don't want to put my body through this." I would 100% agree. Like, yeah, yeah I know it is a toll. I've been through it.
4: You were yeah. uh, you were great on the subject, but we knew you would uh, you would be, and you, you honored your obligation in a week that you didn't have to, buddy. So uh, we appreciate that. Uh, yeah, twenty. Go get twenty. Absolutely, man.
5: let's get it, man. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, boys. I appreciate you. All
4: right, I'm going to uh, sign onto the all app right. right now and find out who left that comment, and then we're going to go All, all right, I'll I'll just try. I just care what you tell me. I'll do it before you come on. Okay? <laughs> all right. See you, boys. <laughs> all right, good luck this week,
2: man. Thank you.
1: A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't the great taste of Miller Light. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years, we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.
4: All right, our buddy Bryant McFadden is going to join us here, football analyst for CBS Sports HQ, also the co-host of All Things Covered. He does that with Patrick Peterson. Uh, Bryant McFadden, an old friend, a good friend, uh, always with a big smile on his face. Always, You're always happy, man. How are you, buddy?
2: I'm, I'm great. I'm great, Stu. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm always happy because I'm alive. It's a great day to be alive, right?
4: Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. And by the way, we we should mention, um, because this has dominated uh, the news cycle, not just sports. It has dominated the news cycle this week that uh, the moment we're taping this, there has been uh, some updates here on DeMar Hamlin. And the status is he's making uh, remarkable improvements, remarkable recovery, And Brian McFadden, I am certain since all things bring a smile to your face, I am certain that brings a massive smile to your face and some relief as well, right?
2: Uh, No question. I think that's the news that we've been patiently waiting for. You know, some type of positivity coming from what happened Monday night. And any little positive news is is big, I think, for all of us, you know, in regards to his progress, most importantly in regards to his uh, ability to be here on Earth still, you know what I mean. So, yeah, uh, everything else is second nature in regards to playing football. In regards to his career, it's all about you know his 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 health, his well being, and just being able to continue to take step by step daily. And I think what you just informed all of us is something that we've been waiting to hear. And we we got to continue to to pray for him and give things at the same time.
4: Uh, and so, you know, what's going to be really, really interesting and cool if he comes out of this and, and we should still say if, because he's still fighting in there and Brian's right. We should still be praying. Uh, the family has requested that we, <laughs> that he remains in our prayers and he will, uh, remain in our prayers. But, uh, if he comes out of this, hopefully when he comes out of this, um, for him to see the outpouring of love and affection is going to be a really cool thing for him to see. you know, no question.
2: Yeah, no question. And I think the, the, the unique thing is it's not just about the outpour and love coming from the football world, yes. but other sports as well. Yep, That's yeah. huge.
4: Yeah, and fans. Yep. Yeah, and the fans. Uh, put us where you were, if you don't mind, Brian. Can you put us uh, – you played in the, in the league for many years, played for the Steelers. You won two Super Bowls. Uh, can you put us where you were, kind of what you were thinking? Put us inside your head as you saw that unfold.
2: Yo, initially I saw the tackle – and when he made the tackle, I I, I I removed my eyes from the television because I was doing something. And then I heard they said, Hamlin is down. Yeah. And I'm like, well, dang, that looked like a regular hit. Then they, sh- they replayed the the, the the play. And then I, I really watched it. And I'm like, well, initially when I heard he was down, I'm thinking, well, he might have got a little dazed. You know, watching football, being a part of the game and just being a part of it as a fan, you know when someone is a little concussed, a little disoriented a little bit. But when I saw the play, the tackle, I'm like, he didn't, it was no head to head contact. So something else is going on. And instantly I became super concerned because if it was head to head contact, you can kind of understand why someone might collapse because they're a little dizzy. You know, if I, I've been dizzy a thousand times playing the game, it feels like, and I know that feeling when things get a little disoriented and you just kind of feel like you're going to collapse. But th- because there was no head to head contact, I instantly became concerned because it was a blow to his chest. And then when I heard they were administrating CPR, yeah, I went to full concern scared mode, like everyone else.
4: Yeah. Brian, were you aware, like, I'm just wondering, do teams, does the NFL, doctors, were you aware that something like that could happen on an NFL football field?
2: No, no, I I, I wasn't.
4: so So, like, no one's ever told, like, doctors or a team that never said, hey, this could potentially as remote as uh, of a of a chance of it happening is this could potentially happen to you if you get hit at the wrong time in the wrong place you you didn't know that, huh?
2: nah nah I, what what he sustained this past Monday night I was not aware of now let's you know I've been removed from the game uh, since 2011. that was my last season so I don't know the protocol protocols in, in regards to the medical staff coming in and talking to guys before the season of things to look for in regards to concussions and other uh, uh, situations. Um, But I know when I played, no. And it seemed to be, that was a surprise for everyone that was kind of associated with the game, either directly or indirectly. We were so surprised to see something like that happen. I think also because of, you know, usually when you go through things, tragic like things, it's a learning experience. You know, so now you can learn from the unfortunate situation to kind of better yourself and better equip yourself for if this was to happen again, right. you know, but I would say this, those two, I think medically, they did a great job in getting right. to him as fast as they, as they did. Yeah. Because if you think about a, a minute late, who knows? Correct. Right. So no, they, no, they, 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 they were on point.
4: They have all the doctors that you would want at the field. They have all the equipment that you would need at that field to act the way they acted. And the doctors have done a tremendous job. I guess the problem is for me, Bryant, is that that could actually happen during a football game. I was not aware of it. I've never seen it before. I don't like the fact that you weren't aware of it when you were playing. Um... And maybe you're right. Maybe current players are made aware of it. I know the doctors practice emergency situations 90 minutes before every single football game. Well, let me ask you this way. If you were armed with that information, would you have still played? Meaning, Brian, there's a very small chance they played football for 70 years. This has never happened. But if you get hit, wrong place, wrong time, um, this could potentially happen. Would that, would that have changed your thought process in terms of playing football at all?
2: No, it wouldn't change my thought process because when I have a talent like I had in playing the game of football, I got to exercise that talent Right, I can change the, the, the demographics of my life, people who mm-hmm. I'm associated with. But also knowing that I'll say this, I would attack tackling differently. There you go. Right. I would yes. approach tackling someone differently in trying to not just tackle that guy, but also protect myself cuz that was a routine tackle. It yeah. wasn't something that he did no. that wasn't a part of the game. Legally it was in it was all within the rules.
4: Yes. Uh that's a play you see dozens of times per game. Per game, Brian. Yeah. So you're right. It's it's a fairly common play, which is what was shocking I think and jarring to all of us. Go ahead, Mike.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh you you just said it was just such a routine play and you know we've seen all the head injuries and the NFL is trying to sort of Uh, change the rules to stop the head and the neck injuries. But, I mean, you don't get much more of a common tackle than than what happened there. What kind of reaction do you see the NFL having in trying to prevent something like this from happening again?
2: You know, that's a good question. I I think from the standpoint of the NFL just trying to prevent this from being a reoccurring thing, I think what I would do is I would test every – current player in the off-season, heart-wise.
4: Yes, pre-existing conditions. Yes. Right. yes. And see. we're not saying that's the case here. There may have been no pre-existing conditions. Exactly. And if, that, we're, we're, if that's not the case, it's really bad because football did this to them.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, well, as you mentioned, something that pre-exists in regards to your heart, in regards to your valves, just making sure everything is normal as, it, so, as it's supposed to be. One thing we know about the game of football, guys, you can try to police. The, the, the collisions, the violence that goes into the game, but there's only so much you can do. Like, we, we that was a routine play. He did what he was supposed to do, and I understand people are jumping on T. Higgins. Well, T. Higgins is supposed to protect himself as well.
4: Yep. No, so, you can't jump on T. Higgins. Yeah, you In can't fact, jump on he, T. Higgins. One of the first things that popped into my mind was how awful I felt for T. Higgins, that he has to sit with that, live with that, knowing that he was he contributed to that. He didn't mean to, obviously, but to yeah. get mad at T. Higgins is is patently absurd.
2: I agree. So that would be something I think the NFL should invest in doing in the offseason. Man, let's test every player that's a part of a team. Right. Whoever is a part of a team, let's test them internally. Let's make sure their organs, let's make sure their heart, let's make sure the valves that attach to the heart, that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Because a lot of guys may have some pre uh existing conditions that we're not aware of, but we're going out playing a very, very intense game. Right. And like you said, Stu, we don't know. If that triggered anything with Hamlin, we don't know, but I think just trying to be as cautious as possible is the right thing to do moving forward.
4: Are you a bit like, this is so fascinating, man. I'm wondering, are, are you, is any part of you angry that you didn't know that could potentially happen, that no one alerted you to the fact that, hey, this could potentially happen?
2: No, I'm not angry because we've never seen that happen before it's in a ball game. right. So I can't be mad that I wasn't informed of something that never happened before. Sure. Now, this happened years ago, you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever the case may be, or 20 years ago. Now, that's an issue because we've seen this something similar to this before. You know, we've seen players die, you know, unfortunately, you know, doing something football related. Um, you know, players dying in the offseason because of a heat stroke, overheating themselves. We know about that. So now we kind of know how to Attack when we're training in the offseason in regards to hydrating and not overdoing it. But we've never seen something like this. So for me, no, I'm not angry. I think this is a learning tool for all of us, even watchers of the game and guys who are currently participating in the game and, and, and knowing that, yeah, this could happen. So how can we try to police this mo- moving forward?
4: Uh, again, let's be very clear here. DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable improvement according to sources, according to the Bills, according to his family, and uh, we'll continue to keep him uh, in our prayers. Such a horrific story that that all of us have, have had to deal with uh, throughout the week. Uh, what would you make of the decision to cancel the game? That was obvious, right?
2: Right thing to do. Yep. Um, you can't ask both sides to try to play this ball game anytime during this week. Not knowing the status. Yep. Of uh, their do they teammate. have to play the
4: game though, Brian? Do you think they have to play the so. game?
2: No, I don't think so. Just leave it, it alone? It, it, it changes too much. I agree. It changes too much. Let's keep it as neutral or, or as a tie. Both teams are in the playoffs. Now, I'll say this, too. If both teams needed that ball game, they get into the playoffs, you got to find a way to play it. Sure. You would right. have to find a way to play that. But this is but a yeah.
4: matter. This is a matter of seating, playing at home, playing an extra game on the road. Yeah. And let's be honest, neither of those quarterbacks care. Like they don't care if they have to play at home or go on the road. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Brian McFadden with us, a friend, football analyst uh, for uh, CBS Sports HQ, uh, All Things Cover podcast with Patrick Peterson uh, as well. Uh, McFadden, by the way, that second Super Bowl you talked about when you're the two seed, like yeah, things broke correctly for you. The Jets had to come to you. And don't think, like, me and Mikey, yeah, we love you. You're a friend of mine. I was there. Don't think I don't think about it every single day, okay? I mean, you kept my Jets from getting to a Super Bowl, my man.
2: That? Hold on. No, 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 no.
4: No, that was that's that's the wrong year?
2: That's the wrong year. We went to the Super Bowl. I went to the Super Bowl three years. The third year is when the Jets came to us. The second oh, year right. is yes. we played Buffalo.
4: yes. Yes. Yeah,
2: So yes. I don't count the Super Bowl I went to that I lost. I don't count that.
4: <laughs> really? You, yes. you so don't count I, it as what? But like you don't count, I don't it, count as-
2: it as me. I don't count it as me playing in three Super Bowls.
4: Oh, okay. He really? He doesn't count it. It would have been the biggest thing in our lives. Uh, I, I just getting to it, right? So wait. So you've erased that day from your memory, from your resume. Yeah, it's we, gone? We
2: lost. Yeah, that's why I told you. Remember I, when I was explaining my yeah. experiences? Yes. I said I only gave you two. I only gave you two. So the one you're talking that. about in regards to the Jets, led by Rex Ryan, that was the third one we went right. to, but we lost.
4: Yeah, but you didn't go to it because you lost it, right? Yeah, yeah
2: well, I, I didn't go to that one because we didn't win it. I, <laughs> I only talk about the ones that I won. I was a you, part of.
4: You only went to ones that you won. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah Golick, Mike Golick, is basically the co host of God Plus Football. He does a share with us. Yeah. I, like Mikey A, you'll 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 speak to this. McFadden is saying the Super Bowl he went to and lost does not count on his resume. Where Golick would
0: give a pinky just to play in a Super Bowl, would he not, Mike? Absolutely, I would give a pinky to see my Jets, who they beat, and he doesn't count being the Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> I guess, I guess, for me, at that point, when I got to the, when we got to the third Super Bowl, the majority of the guys that were on that team, we never experienced losing a Super Bowl, right? So we yep. did all we knew going, going to the game and winning it. So when we lost in the fashion in which we lost, that was like, man, devastating. So yeah, I don't count that. But that year we were the two seed. Think about this. I went to Super Bowl two times and won every one. My first one was my rookie year. So Uh my rookie year, I'm thinking. I go to the Super Bowl every year. That's all I knew.
4: Yep, yep. I go from
2: leaving Florida State, going to the combine, getting drafted, going to Pittsburgh, (laughs) go to the playoffs. (laughs) Super Bowl like okay I guess we're gonna do it all over again I didn't know how, how hard it was right right uh, that was easy uh, yeah I'm like yeah we, you know, this, this is what we do and then I heard yeah. some of the vets talking about like man this is great I'm like man y'all act like this was difficult we just did it child let's, we, let's run it right back
4: 40 years Mike we have real quick 40 years 40 years all right we're gonna play a game would you be shocked okay okay um, I, I want to say it's a weekly feature here on God Bless Football, but it's not. We've never done it before. But I found this amazing shock sound, and I'm just trying to play it. That's all I'm trying to do. So I'm I'm, I'm, gonna down, you, I'm ready. I'm going to ask you a series of five football questions, and you tell me if you would be shocked, okay? Okay. So, uh, Mikey, do you have the sound ready? I do. Bryant McFadden, would you be shocked? <laughs> If Rodgers or Brady made the Super Bowl this season?
2: Yes. I definitely
4: would. Shock them! Shock me up. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be shocked if one of those two made the Super Bowl. No
2: question. No question. Let's keep it real. You got to respect who they are as quarterbacks, legendary players. But this season hasn't really been legendary, individually speaking, especially for, for Aaron Rodgers. Tom, Brady numbers are not really bad. They just don't look good when you watch them play because of everything that's surrounding them. So surrounding him, so I'll be I, I would be shocked.
4: T- tell me, Dak Prescott's not like he's like really? I got to go to Tampa to play Brady to try to win a playoff game? Yeah, like you, come on, yeah, man.
2: Yeah, you you know if you're talking about a game seven like situation and you got to go against Tom Brady, even though they've really been inconsistent this year, you got to be concerned.
4: Okay. Uh, Bryant McFadden. I just like being a game show host. That's really what this is all about, Mikey. You've noticed it. that, right? I like the yes, cadence. Sir. I like all of it. Bryant McFadden, would you be shocked? <laughs> if a team other than Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati came out of the AFC.
2: Yes, I would.
4: Whoa, shock him up! Shock me up. <laughs> Mikey, yeah, you're right. It is the toughest game we've ever played, but you seem to be enjoying it. I'm going to need
2: you to be less shocked. I'm going to need you to be less shocked on things. I'm enjoying it. Uh, To answer that question, why I would be shocked, is because I believe those three teams are the best teams in the AFC, right? I think they're playing some of the best football. Great quarterback play for all three teams. And then when you factor in and look at what's going on in in regards to the wild card spots, granted, everything hasn't been solidified yet. I like what I'm seeing for the Chargers, but in totality, they have some holes on their team. Baltimore, hey, we don't even know if Lamar Jackson is going to return in the playoffs. And clearly, without Lamar Jackson, that team can't go far. And we don't know if Miami's going to get in. We don't know if New England. We don't know if Pittsburgh. But all three teams, they have issues, especially if you're talking about Miami without Tua Tungavaloa. So that's why I would be shocked.
4: The team I like though is the Chargers. I think the Chargers are sneaky good. They can they yeah. can kind of find their way. Into. I just don't
2: I don't I don't trust the head coach Brandon Staley. That's okay, it.
4: that's fair. Uh Bryant McFadden, would you be shocked if the Eagles didn't make it to the Super Bowl?
2: No. All
0: right.
4: Well,
2: I wouldn't be. Good. Yes. yes.
4: I wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be
2: at all. I wouldn't be at all. We're seeing some vulnerability coming from the Eagles. They're dealing with a lot of injuries, not just with Jalen Hurts, but on the defensive side as well. And I think that the the Hurts injury kind of affected the rhythm they had going on.
4: I don't like that. I don't like that he had to sit. Listen, he's hurt, so he's got to sit. But I don't like the fact that he'll go maybe five, six weeks without playing a meaningful football game. That concerns Uh me just a little bit. Uh, Bryant McFadden, would you be shocked – If someone other than Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback for the Jets next season,
2: someone other than yes. Zach Wilson, yeah, no, I wouldn't be shocked. It's not Zach, yeah. It's going it to be somebody else.
4: It's going to be. Oh, you're telling me definitively it's going to be someone else. You don't Zach, you don't buy listen. what
2: Sal is saying, right? Okay, good. No, okay, no. Good. You're, yeah. You 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 both of you told me you're Jets fans, right? Yeah. Y'all don't want to see Zach Wilson play another game for the Jets.
4: Uh, Mikey, I I never wanted to see him play a game for the Jets. I didn't want to see him play the first game. Listen,
0: listen.
2: I I don't consider myself to be a scout, but I know pretty good football. When they made that draft pick, I was like, why? He only gave you (laughs) one good year at BYU. If you go back and look at his sophomore campaign, it looked like he was throwing with his eyes closed. Oh, God. You make that type of investment on a one-year guy Playing, let's say averaged competition at best consistently. Mm -hmm. What are we doing?
4: Being the Jets. That's what we're doing. (laughs) And I'll
2: tell you this much, for you guys that are being Jets fans, because I I love rooting for the Jets. We got quite a few, quite a few guys on that team that I know personally. So I like seeing the Jets be relevant. It's good for the game of football. But one thing I think we all should agree with with the Jets, y'all can't draft quarterbacks. So with that being said, go spend money, go get someone who is proving. Because y'all don't have the football eye to draft a quarterback and develop that guy. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You're similar to the Denver Broncos. Y'all don't yeah. draft quarterbacks well. Go give Baltimore two first rounders or whatever it is. What it is when they go, when they franchise Lamar Jackson and bring Lamar to New York.
4: Uh, Lamar, I'll take Derek Carr. I mean, I...
2: <laughs> yeah, y'all take anything right now. Hey, heck, heck, y'all were just crying. Y'all were crying begging for Mike White. That's how bad of a situation y'all want him to be
4: healthy. <laughs> okay, last one. Would you be shocked? We'll get you out of here, Bryant McFadden. Would you be shocked?
0: So angry about the Jets, I forgot that the sound ready. <laughs>
4: McFadden's a big college football guy, Mikey. Yeah, would you be shocked if TCU beats Georgia? Yes, I would really? be shocked.
2: Shock them up,
0: <laughs>
2: McFadden. Yes. They've been in every game this year. They're good. They're legit good. Okay, the reason why I would be shocked is because you're right. TCU has been in every ball game. I've been riding with. I've won a lot of money better on TCU the entire season. But the thing about this ball go, ball game. Georgia is the most complete team, they're the best well coached team and they have more NFL players on their team than TCU have seen the entire season. That accounts for something and we saw that in the semifinal game in the Peach Bowl with Ohio State. Ohio State had a two touchdown lead with the way their offense was playing nine times out of 10. They're playing against every uh, any other opponent. They're going to beat that team. But because of how well-coached UGA is and the talent they have, they found a way to come back. And also too, you gotta factor this in. We saw a slow start by Georgia. Basically coming from behind to win that ball game. You know Curry Smart is going to emphasize getting off to a fast start, being more dialed in, and playing with a sense of urgency. TCU can't, won't be able to handle that. They won't. If so, i do it like this. This is the best way I like to assess potential games that we're going to see, especially on college level, right? If both teams play their best football, who wins?
4: Georgia. Georgia. Yep. That's it. It's fair. Totally fair. Uh, Football analyst for CBS Sports HQ, All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson. That's the name of their podcast. Uh, Anything, we appreciate your time. He's one of the uh, All Things Covered. He's got the sweatshirt on right now. Um, He is one of the nicest people. I have uh, people. Forget about football players, athletes, just people in general that I have ever met. He's a good friend. He's Brian McFadden, uh, and he's a great broadcaster. Anything you want to promote on the way out here, my friend?
2: No. Only thing I want to promote, man, keep praying for Hamlin and his family. And also, too, man, understand every day you wake up, you're not supposed to wake up as a luxury. So take advantage of that said day. Treat every day like it's a game seven.
4: Yep. That's how you do it. Listen, I've seen you. I've been around you. That's how you treat. You treat every day like it's a game seven. You do. It's a
2: game seven. Let's go. Let's go be great. Leave it all on the line. Not a stone unturned.
4: You're a good man. Uh, thank you for enduring our, uh, our new game. Would you be shocked? You're the first one to ever play it,
2: McFadden.
4: So- I like it. I like it. I, I, hey, I
2: go down to history. I'm the first to play
4: it. You're a good man. Happy New Year to you and your family, happy, my friend. Happy
2: New Year to you guys. Thank you for having me on. Stick out here
4: for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is The Action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with same game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and if you are new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love it bonus bets. Who does it? The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Came
1: call me or the supply, <coughs> <fragrantaspberry pessoas>
0: look at him i look there and i see is. college sports right there jesus christ i mean finally a good-looking person in
4: this zoom jesus
3: let's go hey! on <laughs> oh man uh,
4: nothing we're happy to have a uh finally i mean look at the two of us but we finally have a good-looking person in our zoom this is fantastic
3: oh Thank no you. come on now you guys you guys fill up that screaming with handsome don't don't sell yourself oh, short. Oh no, we yet.
4: fill up the screen. Well, I fill up accurate. the screen. I certainly do that. <laughs>
3: hey, that that has become a problem for me. That's about to get attacked. So it's uh, it's filling up the screen a little too much. So
4: uh, no, no, not we can't get enough uh, Reese Davis. We were saying right before you came on that you're the voice and the face of college sports. Like that's that's because you go right from college football into college basketball, and we'll get to the college football game in a minute. Uh, but that must feel great that you are the. You're the authority, the voice, and the face of college sports. How does that feel,
3: Reese? Uh, well, you know what? I don't think of it very often, but I sure do like hearing it. I'll t- <laughs> <laughs> when no. I'm reminded of it, <laughs> yeah. When I'm reminded by good people like you, uh, <laughs> no, man. You know what? It's it's. Uh, I'm blessed to do what I do, and I know that both sports have some issues. But I grew up loving both of them, so to be able to be in the in the middle of it um is is a great thing it's a blessing and i appreciate it and i work with great folks and uh looking forward to uh to monday night for sure
4: the great reese davis is with us here on god bless football Uh, i'm wondering reese has college football ever been as good as it was last saturday because oh my god when the second game is better than the first game and the first game was a classic you have yourself a semifinal, man
3: well, there's never been a day during the playoff era like that for old heads like me. You know, maybe you could go back and think of the days when the New Year's Day bowl games were staggered and nobody played each other for number one, but one, two, and three lost. And then you'd get to the Orange Bowl on New Year's night. And if number four won, they were going to be national champions. You know, things like that maybe would be somewhat, uh, somewhat comparable. But in the playoff era, I mean there's never been a semifinal day that even came close to that because one game has always disappointed and and most of the time both of them did at least in terms of drama because prior to Saturday or whatever day it was New Year's Eve right we had only had 3 of the 16 games even be decided by double digits and I've used this example I mean by single digits I've used this example a few times one of those 3 was the second playoff game ever between Ohio State and Alabama. Alabama was throwing to the end zone on the final play of the game to tie it or win it if they'd gone for two. But that's not how people remember that game. They remember uh, Ezekiel Elliott going off. They remember the trick play, and everybody feels like Ohio State you know, won by 21 points. And because of that, it can't really feel like a classic. So the two you had prior to Saturday were Georgia and Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl in 17 and then the Ohio State Clemson game that was decided on the late interception. Those two games were classic. And Saturday for a day was uh, was unparalleled in the playoff era. It was it was spectacular.
4: Um should we be celebrating the playoff committee even though I felt like Alabama should have been in, but they gave us two classics and it looks like they got it right.
3: Well, I, I believe this, and I'm going to stick with it. Performance has nothing to do with selection. Um, I'll use another time-honored example. The year VCU went to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. They should not have been in the tournament. And just because they won once they got there had nothing to do with whether their selection was valid or not. So the the committee, I think, I think the committee did do the right thing. I, I would differ with you on Alabama deserving to be in. I would agree with you. If you're telling me that Alabama is one of the teams that, you know, the, had the best shot of beating Georgia. But at some point, even if you are capable and good and have the elite talent, you've got to do enough to earn your way in. And Alabama didn't do that. If they had right. been, you know, truly dominant in every other game save those two games that they lost on the last play, I probably would have felt differently, but I didn't feel like they played that way all year.
4: Reese, I guess, and I don't know what to do with this, and I guess there's nothing I can do with it, really, other than just enjoy the game Monday night, but my feeling is Alabama would have a real, I think they'd beat TCU, would have a really good shot of beating of beating Georgia, and so I, I don't know if I'm seeing the a true national champion unless they have gone out and actually beaten Alabama. It's crazy.
3: Well, there are a couple of things, uh, and, you know, you have to, I want to be very clear about the way this, because there's some nuance here. The two teams, in my judgment, That had the right weapons to beat Georgia, had the best chance of beating Georgia, uh, were Ohio State and Alabama Mm -hmm. um, because of the quarterback play mostly. Now, TCU has that too. I do wonder if TCU can stand up defensively. Um, they certainly stood in there and made life difficult for Michigan, which in some ways uh, plays a little like Georgia in terms of, you know, they want to be physical in the running game. But I think Georgia is a little more, um, probably a little more aggressive in the passing game. The quarterback is, is more mature, although I think uh, Michigan's quarterback is going to be a superstar next year. So I, I think TCU can win the game, Stu, I really do. Uh, they'll need Georgia to help them. Uh, They I don't think that if it's one of those games like Georgia and Ohio State the other night, even though Georgia didn't play its best game, but the two teams line up. Both teams play great. One team comes out the winner. If both teams play their best ball, Georgia's going to win. But if Georgia, you know, makes a key mistake here and there, TCU has elite receiver play and their receivers say Quentin Johnston didn't play that great against Michigan. Duggan's just a flat warrior. He's yeah. like he's like right-handed Tim Tebow and probably a little smoother passer. He is he he's he's just a warrior. So I think TCU can win the game. They got a lot of things to I have a lot of things to go right for them, and I do think it's a true national championship game. I understand your affinity for Alabama's talent. Alabama has the best player in the country, in my judgment, Will Anderson, best quarterback, and uh, Bryce Young. Though Caleb Williams certainly uh, could stake claim to that. But I don't think they played as a team all year to the level to where them not being here somehow undermines the validity of the championship. I think you've got the legitimate national championship game with George and TCU Monday night.
4: No Reese, That's fair. My, my objection was not TCU. I've been watching them all year. Like the game they played Saturday oh, night in the semifinal, it was Ohio State. That it was, was the Ohio objection. State. OK, yeah. fair enough. Like I, yeah. I would have put Bama in over Ohio State. I thought TCU was deserving. Like, I watched them all year, and the game they played Saturday night is they play the same game every week, Reese. That's (laughs) true. And you know what? You think you're going to blow them out, and all of a sudden, they're driving for a game-winning touchdown three minutes to go in the fourth quarter.
3: Uh, They've got something to them. Um, And it's been forged sort of over the course of the season of coming back for these improbable deficits. They've been behind five times in the second half and won the game. Uh, nobody else has done that more often there. I think there are a couple of teams who've matched that, but I mean, they haven't, as you've rightly pointed out, they haven't just been behind. They've been behind like 17 points, you know, a couple of times, you know, and yeah. come back to win the game. They never feel, uh, feel as if they're out of it. I thought their defense uh, really played pretty well against Michigan and their defense has improved over the course of the season, starting, if you if you're a nerd like I am and you look at some of these you know advanced uh, statistics, their missed tackle percentage was was pretty pedestrian to put it kindly up until the Texas game when they shut down Bijan Robinson and Texas running game and since then they've tackled really really well which is really important when you run that three three five stack with safeties coming in and filling gaps and you don't really know where everybody's coming from. It really puts a premium on guys tackling in the open field, and they've done that. They've done that really well since since the Texas game.
4: Uh, Reese, so you like McCarthy? Would you say McCarthy going to be like a, a Heisman front runner uh, preseason next year?
3: If if he takes the same type of step from um, this year to next year as he did last year to this year, I yeah. think so. He's he's got a lot of toughness about him. He's got obviously got a lot of physical ability. Going to be very difficult to uh, knock Caleb Williams out of that seat because he is he is Man. just sensational and he's got another year. But McCarthy is a uh, McCarthy's a legit dude. I think he's going to be terrific.
0: You said McCarthy's going to take that next step. Is Jim Harbaugh going to be his coach? <laughs> That's
3: a great question that I don't know the answer to. I right. do think that uh, I understand what Jim said in the off season, and you know what else is he going to say. I always believe if somebody else doesn't want your coach and someone else is not trying to get your coach sooner or later, you're not going to want your coach either. So it's a good thing that (laughs) Harbaugh has interest on the outside. Uh, My gut tells me that he does want to go back and, and go to the NFL because of the state of some things in college football, the NFL as difficult a job as that is, in some ways is easier because at least you don't have to re recruit your own roster you're not solely responsible for salary cap, as it were, you know, and some of those constraints. And there's a finite period of time when guys can practice, guys can come and go. Uh, you have a little time off. That's not really true in college football right now. And I think with getting Michigan to two straight uh, college football playoffs, two straight Big Ten championships, I think Jim can go out now, if he chooses, and go to the NFL and feel as if he has put Michigan in a really – really good spot um if i were a betting man and i'm not trying to make all the michigan people mad if i had to lay a bet on it i would say jim goes to the nfl right. but but yeah. we'll see
4: well you just made him mad Reese. i mean yeah, i, I know you're the voice and face of college but, sports we've established that
3: you know <laughs> that's uh you know I, I can't i can't wait until the preseason when i you know go up to see jim or something in the offseason he goes i thought you said i was going to be gone you know but he would he will not have heard it but somebody would have told him about it you know so.
4: <laughs> reese davis is with us go ahead mike you say what you want to say
0: Speaking of betting, man, I hear you got an opening. Maybe Stu Oh, uh, How there? much are you going to miss the bear?
4: What do you think? Yeah. And yes, I will, angle. I will angle. Thank you, Mikey. A. I will angle to replace the bear. I've asked Felica if he'd be offended if I threw my name into the mix. Felica, whom I love and I know you guys love as well, Reese, yeah, yeah. Uh, leaving the show. You guys are going to miss him dearly, aren't you?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's when somebody's been on the show as long as Chris has. Uh, there's an institutional knowledge of the show and he's, you know, he's got tremendous knowledge of the history of the sport. Uh, The great thing I used, I use this example about bear is that uh, I fancy myself right or wrong, a bit of a historian of the sport, but I will, you know, in my middle age now will say, Hey, you remember that game, you know, like uh, Purdue in Minnesota and I'll, I'll cite some instance. And if Bear doesn't exactly know which year it is, he will narrow it down to about a two year span and have the answer for you in a, you know, 30 seconds or something. He's (laughs) remarkable in that way. He'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was either 97 or 98. Let me check, you know, and and then he's got it and he's got this vast database. Uh, You know, I'm, we're very sorry to leave him, but I I'm sort of of the, of this opinion you want good things to happen to people especially good people he's got an opportunity that sort of can you know be life altering for him from a personal standpoint and i applaud him and, and and wish him well to a degree since he's going to a competitor i wish him well personally but i don't have any good wishes for any competition. <laughs> I
4: don't think you guys need to worry. <laughs> There's no
0: competition for game day.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, no.
3: That, you true words have not been spoken. You're exactly right. But, uh, but no, I do. I uh, look, he's a great guy and he did tremendous work, integral part of the show for all of those years. And we'll miss him. And uh, Stu got throw your name right in, right in the ring there. Now we, you know, we, we need some guys who, who know the, who know the wagering world.
4: I mean, Reese. I will tell you this, Mikey A. He's my witness. Sixty-seven, fifty-three, and one on the season. I mean, I, I'm picking way too many games, but uh, I'm pretty certain that's a better percentage than Felica. I'm just uh, uh, so it,
3: it it is, yeah. Thank I you. mean, uh, yeah. you know, truth is truth, facts are facts, right? Yep. I mean, I mean, a
4: little fun, a little entertainment off to the side. Stugatz is over there. I'm just, you know, I'm making fun of you guys. I'm making fun of myself. I'm picking games. <laughs> I mean feel free to throw my name into the hat if you want to reach it will be more coming from you than it will from me I promise
3: <laughs> Hey you you you've you've, uh, you've performed well on the show in the past as I recall yeah. you, yes. know? So, okay. hey, who do, you know so you know right. you got your resume reel in there already
4: I do all right who do I contact who's the person who's in charge of this operation
3: <laughs> You know who they are you've
4: I been do. Around. you know who they are I know exactly to call <laughs> It was fun uh, while the, it lasted. By <laughs> yeah. the way, Bear will give you that information while, have his, while having his face stuck in a daily racing forum. I mean,
3: it's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> that that is something, but a quick story that I hope doesn't make Bear mad that I, uh, that I share this. My daughter came with me on a trip. Uh, I think it was, I don't remember what year. it doesn't matter. We, it was uh, at Auburn one year and I guess it was a big race weekend. My daughter was with me for the Alabama Auburn game and Bear is sitting there on Friday and she's with me in the office while I'm doing some work. And he's watching the horses on his computer. And he starts that thing that people don't know where he's going. where well, he starts going, get up. get up! <laughs> and he's, you know, like, pounding the desk and yelling and my daughter is looking at him and, and she's like, you know, befuddled and she leaned into me and she said, I mean, and look, my daughter, you know, she was, uh, High school senior wasn't she wasn't a little girl, you know, and she and she said, what, what's wrong? Is he, is he okay? What's wrong with him? <laughs> like He's just watching a horse race. He's got some money on it. He's like, Oh, okay. But yeah, he, he'll start. He's just getting, got a
4: it's, gambling problem. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, they <it's> right. <laughs> say, see see, see, see if you start gambling, this could happen to you too. The you know? <laughs> bear will be
4: okay with that. I promise. Uh, um, in that hypothetical world Reece, where we were, where we were at before, if Jim Harbaugh were to leave Michigan, go to the NFL, and I believe that's going to be the case, who can you envision as being the guy that would replace Jim Harbaugh?
3: It's, uh, I mean, there are a lot of, the one guy, the first guy I would have thought of is now the head coach at Wisconsin, uh, Luke Fickle. Uh, Beyond that, if they really wanted to take a chance, a guy that he's young, but I think it's a rising star in coaching, Mike McDonald, who's the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, who was a DC at Michigan last year, really impressive young guy, but he's never been a head coach. So I would I would keep an eye on Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt's done a sensational job there in resurrecting what has largely been a moribund program. But honesty compels me to say about Matt, who I really really like and think that he would really fit. That mold that they would like at Michigan. Um, but if I were Ward Manuel, the athletic director, I would ask Matt Campbell one question. The answer would not be disqualifying. I would just want to know what he said when I asked him, why have your teams lost so many close games? And I don't mean that to throw a shot. I just want to know. Now, or and you know, I want to know what he's doing to address it. Sometimes you just have bad luck and you have a long stretch. So it's not just this season, though. They've lost a lot of close games, but to be fair, they've also they've also beaten some teams they've had no business beating. So, but there have been a lot of them. That would be the one question I would want him to answer. Everything else about him really fits well at a place like Michigan. I think he also, and I love Marcus Freeman, but I think he would have been a great candidate at Notre Dame. Uh, you know, places like that really fit Matt, and I. I think that would be a, a guy that I would really keep an eye on if Jim chooses to go to the NFL.
4: Uh, what do you see happening national championship game? It's amazing that TCU has won all these games. Um, they, you know, they have the big win over Michigan. Michigan destroyed Ohio State on the road, mm-hmm. and yet they're still 13.00 dogs to Georgia. Uh, a team that is trying to win a second national championship with all the great quarterbacks who have come through there. It is Stetson Bennett third trying to win back-to-back. So how do you size this one up, Reese? I
3: think Stetson four. although Stetson three, his dad would take oh, that yes. if you want to give it to him. <laughs> Him. but uh i i think uh, the great dutch meyer at tcu uh once told his frogs fight them until hell freezes over and then fight them on the ice
0: yeah
3: that's what tcu will do and absent georgia catastrophe i think the line will will be hovering right around it i think tcu will fight them uh, they'll threaten them and i think uh, i think georgia will end up winning by double figures
4: okay Uh, Reese, we appreciate it. Uh, Can I use you as a reference when I reach out to uh, Lee? Can I do that? (laughs) Absolutely.
3: Please do. Please do.
4: (laughs) Reese Davis is on my resume. (laughs) You got it, baby. (laughs) Reese, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, You want to promote? What are you guys doing on game day here? College game day leading up to the national championship game.
3: We've got uh we got the championship drive show in the afternoon, a cast of thousands. I hope I'm able to say this, but uh Nick Saban's gonna be with us. I think mean, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley, a lot of guys will be with us. That'll be in the afternoon, and then game day will start at six Eastern time and uh take you right up to kickoff. And really there's coverage all afternoon and uh and leading right up to kickoff in the national championship game. It'll be it'll be fun.
4: It's the best pregame, best show anywhere in sports in the history of sports for that matter. So uh Reese, we appreciate the time during a very busy time. Enjoy the game, enjoy all the festivities, man. We appreciate you.
3: Thanks guys. See you later. Thank Have a you great sir. day. It is time for this
4: week's edition of Stu You Gots, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football, one game remaining. It's a big one. Regular season 47-37 and three. Bowl season 2016 and one combined. and 4. Pretty good. I must say so myself. How about that? Uh, 67-53 and 4. Not bad. One game to go. TCU, I've been taking them all season long. They play the same game every single week. A close one. They are getting 12.5 points against Georgia, Georgia. Eaked one out against Ohio State. So, I'm going to take TCU here. They're plus 12 and a half. I want you to buy it up to plus 13, so buy a half point. I'm going to take Georgia to win the game because Stetson Bennett the third. I got to tell you, kid's got some moxie, and I shouldn't call him a kid. He's in his 12th season at Georgia. So, I'm going to take TCU plus 13. Georgia wins the game, though by a field goal but take TCU by the way TCU looks like an NFL team they're that big and I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game outright and I won't be taking them on the money line but for now Georgia by three TCU covers the spread let's go to the NFL week 18 final week of the regular season five and one last week you're welcome 59 44 and one of the season I'm the best in the business I mean how about that let's get right to the games a couple of games on Saturday I'm taking both of them. The Chiefs, minus nine and a half at the Raiders. Chiefs have a lot to play for. Raiders, they have completely mailed it in. They are tanking. I have the Chiefs winning. By 14 points, they cover the spread. The Jaguars taking on the Titans. Jags trying to make the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence coming out party. He is announcing himself. It's amazing. He's really good. Jags are at home. They're really good. Titans, they're playing with quarterbacks I've never heard of. The Jags win. They cover the spread. The Jags by 14 points at home. They're going to the playoffs, everyone. We go to Pittsburgh. The Browns plus three. Take it on the Steelers. I know the Steelers have to win this game. I know Tomlin's a great coach, probably the best coach in the league. The Browns are close at every game, though. By the half point, Browns plus three and a half. I have the Browns winning the game outright. Don't know why. I just do. Uh, this is the type of game the Jets win. The game that doesn't matter. The game that spoils the Dolphins' season. Of course, this is the game they win. I fucking hate them. The Jets, minus one, taking on the Dolphins in Miami. The Jets, of course, win this game. And the Dolphins, listen up. Listen closely. They signed Mike Blennon. That's how desperate they are. Jets win by four points. They cover the spread. Packers, must win. Lions, must win. It's a win or go home. It's actually... A winner going on the road and playing the playoffs. Uh, how about that? Uh, the Packers are minus four and a half at Lambeau. Uh, I love the Lions. I do. I hate to do this. Goff's had a great season. Campbell's done a great job. But it's Aaron Rodgers, and it's at Lambeau. Uh, and I'm not uh, – listen, If I, I'm either taking the Packers or I ain't taking the game, all right? Buy it down a half point. You have the Packers minus four at home. The Packers win by ten points over the Lions. Uh, The Seahawks, minus six, taking on the Rams in Seattle. I have the Seahawks winning this game, and quite frankly, Geno Smith should be the MVP. Seahawks win by 14 points at home. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. Chris Sims with us every week, PFT with Mike Florio on Peacock, uh, Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America, Sunday Night Football. He's brawling with ESPN's Instagram account. We'll get to that in just a 2nd <laughs> He's got his dukes up already. Uh, but Chris, let's start uh, with the news of the week and perhaps uh, the news of the year. DeMar Hamlin, who, uh, as we tape this, I will give you the latest update. He has shown remarkable improvement, according to... Uh, to his family, according to the doctors, according to the Buffalo Bills. He's actually gripping family members' uh, hands, which is super encouraging. Uh, We should all still be praying for him. He's not out of the woods yet. Uh, And Chris Sims is with us right now. And I'm just, you know, I I think it's the place we have to start, Chris. Kind of take us through where you were, put us in your head as you saw that entire thing unfold.
6: Yeah, I mean, that's maybe the most shocking moment in the history of the NFL right there. Yeah. You know, let alone it was Monday Night Football. It looked like, you know, through two drives there, we're going, "Uh uh-oh, I mean, Burrow's feeling it. We're going to have a great one here. They're going to go back and forth. So I think the magnitude of the game and all that, and then to have it just, you know, live and in color in your living room. And hey, when he first went down, you go, oh, okay, you know, man, I I hope he's not hurt too bad, right? You go through those. oh, I wonder, is his neck? Is his head? What is it? And then we came back from the first commercial break and they like showed Sean McDermott and he's pacing. And I was like, Whoa, this is, this is serious. Like what's going on here? Like there's something more when you saw guys praying and then they went to commercial break again. And then when they came back to that next one, that was when you saw Josh Allen and guys crying and you went, Holy crap. Did he die? Is, Is somebody dead on the field? Is that what's going on? I mean, that's what I started to think. And of course, yeah, basically he did. And, Thank God for the medical people on both, you know, both teams. Everything that was in, you know, place there as far as the hospital, the equipment, everything. I mean, that was the NFL at its finest, figuring that whole thing out. That was, but yeah, the, the, that injury. Football being America's game, there's nothing bigger in our country as far as entertainment than the NFL. You know, and I think when you take into, we don't want to see that happen to any human. I'm an ex-NFL player and I love the NFL. It felt like, you know, I was watching a a family member sick or dying on the bed in the the hospital. It was a, a crushing blow that, you know, I'm still trying to get over as we sit here now. Yeah, and you're not alone. I think
4: I think former players are, are really struggling with it from a mental standpoint. Current players, obviously, the players on that field, and then the fans who love the sport so much. Um, who I don't care what anyone says. Uh, most fans, the majority, they hate to see that. They don't want to see that. That's not what they, what they signed up for. It's something I've never seen before in 40 years of watching football. The looks of terror on Josh Allen's face, on Stephon Diggs' face, uh, even Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, yeah, I think it's something we're all going to struggle with for a while, Chris. Um, yeah. It, it's 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 hard to get that out of your mind. Like, you start questioning as a fan, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is a form of entertainment for me? Why? Like, you start, and players start questioning, well, what, that could have happened to me, or I could have done that to someone else. And so it makes just everyone think, and you know what? Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world, that we stop for a second, we pause, and we think about what the they're doing every single Sunday you know well
6: I, I think there is some of that that is good to your yeah. point there yes. I mean, maybe make it a little more human again instead of like what the f- did you do for my fantasy team and you know you didn't win today or you didn't play like and you know there, a lot of times football players feel like objects or, or an object on the shelf of a, a shopping market right now when fans talk to them and you know hopefully yeah this brings that back to reality a little bit and again the game is trying to get safer yeah, players, we always, as players, you always have a thought of, like, oh, something bad can happen. We get that. But also the love of the game and playing the game takes over. And and that's the thing. So, you know, also with these incidents, yeah, we all want to react to, oh, man, this is scary, this is crazy. But like you said, too, hey, you know, we do a lot of crazy things in life on a daily basis that, yeah. I mean, you get in a car every day. There's nothing more dangerous than that. I mean, that's yep. the craziest thing. You're driving in Florida. That's yeah. like, Extra crazy, right? So, uh, we all do stuff like that. And to your point, what you said, it's you've been watching football your whole life. We've never seen this. It's football was going on before both of us were born, it never really happened. So, I do think we got to take that into account. Yeah, we want to make the proper adjustments and make sure we keep everybody safe. But, you know, it's still let's let's realize that it, it, it is very rare. And the hits like that happen all the time. How many times was I hit in the chest through my career? I was telling my kids, right? So it's just a rare circumstance. Me with my spleen, right? It's, I'm the only guy that I know that, you know, was on their deathbed with that scenario right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's, it's scary. You think about it, but you move on. And, you know, you continue to try to do what you, you love. And, and hopefully I think that's what a lot of players will be able to do. But you said it right at the top. We're getting positive signs about DeMar Hamlin. That's the great thing. I think that'll help the Bills be able to process and play better this week. And, you know, I'm one – I don't know how you act, but I'm one that, you know, pushing forward helps me get over it. I, it's yeah. Putting me in a dark room and thinking about it, and, oh, I feel so bad, to me, that, that would only take me into darker places. You know, and I think like playing and getting on the practice field will be a great healing, you know, tool for a lot of players and coaches around the NFL.
4: No doubt. The criticism of Higgins, who was the second guy, the second person I thought of in this scenario, because he has to live with that. Yeah. Uh, and will have to continue to live with that. The criticism of Higgins for being an aggressive player in that spot was ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
6: ridiculous. It's, ridiculous. Yes. it's 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 like I, I can't even yeah. believe, believe people have gone there. Yeah. It's just you're searching for headlines or click. I mean the guy caught the ball and turned up field, right? Like, what he's supposed to do and what everybody's done the whole year. Yes. it's just that's just stupid. It's and if like that doesn't happen, he gets.
4: And if and if that doesn't happen, he gets credit for playing hard. Like he's just he's running hard. That's how he plays. That's his style. Exactly he plays right. Hard. Yeah,
6: that's where it's like again. I just want us to find the fine line here. That's right. that's what I'm asking for. Yep. Yeah, we want to be careful. We want to protect people. Let's not go so crazy now that we don't play football in the backyard for a year because we're all this could happen, right? Right. That that's that's all I'm asking for. There's been hundreds of thousands of football players. Yeah, some have had, you know, issues with life and their body after football. We get that. We know that. But there's still hundreds of thousands that are really good and in really good shape too, you know. And, and again, this is just a – it's a crazy thing. I don't even know how to say it. And it was shocking. And it's still shocking. And it's – it took – it felt weird yesterday and today to kind of finally talk about the rest of football and what's going on. Because you were hurt not only for the player, but, you know, I think I was hurt for football itself, too, because it just gives one more, you know, oh, it's too dangerous. I don't want my kid to play this. I don't want. And I do. I get it. Uh, But, you know, like I said, it's it's something that, you know, we know is a physical sport. It's rough. And we do a lot of crazy things as humans anyways that are very risky. Yeah,
4: and listen, I'm very much like you where I like to move forward and not stay stuck in in, in yeah. the present or look backwards. Yeah. Uh, I do look forward, and hopefully we'll, he will have that opportunity uh, where DeMar Hamlin is able to see the amount of affection, love, uh, that he got not just from NFL players, from fans, from everyone, Chris. Like, I look forward yeah. to him seeing how much he is loved, you know?
6: Yeah, I agree. It, it yeah. shows you that, first off, like we've talked about this. You know this. You know, hey, yeah, there's a few jerks in the NFL, but for the most part, the NFL is full of great, good people who care about everybody. You know, these are the guys that were the leaders of the high school locker room and the college locker room. And a lot of these guys are come from broken families and had to be fathers and uncles and brothers and and and. And they're all they've done is charity their whole life as they've tried to grow and become an NFL football player. Yeah. And we'll see it's it's we're in a weird situation with how they do the AFC playoffs. I get that. It's not going to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be fair. I get that. Life's not fair though. Just ask Damar Hamlin. And so that's just the way it goes sometimes. And, you know, again, too, just to shed light or be a little bit on this, but like, If there's two teams that don't give a damn about where to play somebody, it's the teams that are led by Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Yeah, they'll play anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. If I know those two well, two the way I think I do, Tom Brady would be the same way. I mean, those are the kind of guys that are like, hey, them. We'll play them wherever they want to play. They want to play in the parking lot? Let's do it. Like, That's the kind of guy they're dealing with.
4: Mikey A, there have been updates, right, as to what the NFL is contemplating now. So why don't you just uh, give me a sense of the audience. Yeah, those two scenarios.
0: So basically, Adam Schefter was on and saying that there are um, a lot of different scenarios that the league is considering. One of them is uh, the number one seed in the AFC gets to pick either home field advantage or the bye, and the number two seed gets the alternative. And the other one that they're thinking of is Buffalo or Cincinnati, are in the AFC Championship game, it will become a neutral site game. Gosh, it just, it still doesn't seem like it's fixing
6: all the problems, right? I mean, who's to say that the three seed wouldn't have been the two or one seed? Who's to say, you know, the Ravens wouldn't, you know, there's, there's too many things here to where I yeah. just go, hey, we canceled the game, it doesn't work, and we keep going. It's right. okay. Let's not make up a whole other rule book off of this right now. And, and also, I'll say this too. I mean, I'm sensitive to it. I, I, you know I am as a guy that, you know, almost died playing football. I, but at the same, I don't want to see an AFC championship game in a neutral site. That's the part. Part of the greatness of the championship it. games is seeing, wait, can this team go into this team's stadium and overcome this obstacle to get to the Super Bowl and the fanfare behind all that? So, you know, I, I, the, the, I don't only- know if that necessarily makes it fair either. Yeah, I don't love that because then I want to sit there and go, well, the way it looked is Cincinnati was going to win that game the way it right. looked to me there. Right. And, and they, and so, so they just get wiped out of this conversation here. Right. You know, that's, that's where I don't know if it's again, that's what I'm going to say. Everything they try to do, I would be able to come up with and go, well, that's unfair to this team or that's a, sure. un- so nothing's going to be perfect here. Just right. leave it the way it is. Do the winning percentage thing. And we'll go from there. And then and two, there's no guarantee the Ra- the the Chiefs are going to beat the Raiders this weekend. Right. The Raiders' offense is rolling. That Chiefs defense is not great. We've seen the Chiefs' offense kind of you know lose their motivation here lately. Like that wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world to me if there was some upset in that way. No, no. And I hear you. I agree with with most of it. We saw something that
4: we've never seen before. So yeah. a lot of, no one knows really how to deal with it. And so everyone's right. going to have to make some sort of concessions, including the exactly. fans, as to how the AFC playoff works. Uh, Chris, on the field here, I am wondering uh, mm-hmm. if you're the Cowboys, so you're kind of locked into your position. You are locked into your position. Uh, but I also know from past conversations with you, you got, and I remember your dad's Giants used to do this a lot, Parcells, where he didn't want your dad and the starters to have too many weeks off before they play another meaningful game. What exactly. do you do if you're Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys? Do you rest your starters? Do you play them? Do you keep it rolling? What do you do here?
6: I, I would, I, I always, like, you know, edge on keep them playing, right? I think you could say that to, like, what the New England Patriots and throughout their years. They always played. They had a ton of week 17 or last games of the year, right, where the game had no meaning, but they would play. You know, one, yeah, it's it's late in the season. You want to stay in game shape. You want to stay sharp. You don't want to go too much time without, you know, having your foot on the gas pedal and then go, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll find it when we have to, right? I mean, again, we saw two number one seeds lose in the first round last year. Yeah. That's the way it went. So that's where it's scary. If I'm Dallas – I'm playing. I'm telling my guys uh, we're playing. I'm because they can still, right, in theory, get the one seed if Philadelphia loses. So they do have that to where I'm score I'm scoreboard watching True. a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if I'm I'm we're gonna play, guys, we're gonna play, right? And OK, wait. Oh, yeah, there's Philadelphia is up by 28. We're up by 10. It's the third quarter. Hey, starters, get out. Let's go.
4: Uh, Chris, has Daniel Jones
6: forced the Giants to
4: uh, to give him the big contract? Yes. He has. Yes, yeah, he has. Really? Definitely.
6: OK, it, it's yeah, I would be shocked. I think it's coming down the pipe. I don't think it'll be that long after this season. Uh, again, I, I think as we discussed before the year. Right. And then, of course, during the year, they like Daniel Jones. They realize he did not have a support system to really be successful. We can sit here, I think, as reasonable three guys here and go, his support system's not necessarily all that great now. But yeah, look, I can't it's name better. a receiver. Yeah. yeah. He's doing good. And I mean, one of his guys is Richie James. Richie James, bitch. Right? I mean, it's just that's how I say every time he catches the ball. I'm Richie James, bitch. Right? So it's they just at least have gotten good enough to where he's not just totally overwhelmed by pass rush and people in his face and nobody being open and he continues to play better and better so yes they're gonna bring daniel jones back and i think it'll be that type of deal where it's three four year deal where they can probably get out of it after like two years and not be stuck if it does go the wrong way
0: asking for a friend not that i have any particular team in mind here he goes but (laughs) if daniel jones Derek carr and jimmy g were all available in what order would you want those three guys?
6: <laughs> mm. Hey, I, I'd probably be more of a fan of Carr or Daniel Jones than I would be Garoppolo. Um not to say that Garoppolo's not a bad choice there, right? But But Purdy's doing it in that offense. Come on. <laughs> well that's 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 what I've always been trying to say to people. You know, that that was that's been my point when you've heard me rant about teams and all that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I guess if you made me do it right now, it's actually, I think, closer between Derek Carr and Daniel Jones than, than I think maybe the public would think a little bit. But maybe I would, rely, I would go Derek Carr there. I would. Let, um, let me be
4: clear about something, but, Chris, to Mikey A. There is no yeah. scenario <laughs> the Giants are allowing Daniel Jones to exactly go win a Super right. Bowl that's for where the Jets. I, that's okay? where it's
6: like it does,
0: <laughs> there's no way. He is a giant.
6: He is a giant all the way, and we don't want him to go to the dark side of the Jets. That's for sure. The best thing
0: for Daniel Jones is that the Jets need a quarterback and are waiting with open arms should you let him go. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, I know. What, what you, do you think Jet fans would actually be happy about having Daniel Jones? No, they we wouldn't be happy to cut about off anything. His nuts and head just like they did with Zach Wilson.
4: Yeah, listen, you give us Tom Brady, we're not happy. It doesn't matter.
6: I mean, <laughs> he's all 20 years of pain. I mean, right, <laughs> to I mean, there's no way he's not the giant. Brian Dayball loves him. Ownership loves him. The team loves him. As we said, he does everything right. Off the field, and we're starting to see if you help him out on the field, he does a lot of things right there, too. Jets will have options, though. And you know, I think Baker Mayfield, we'll see how that ends up. You guys could end up in that conversation, too, Jets. We'll see.
4: Wait, so what happens to Zach Wilson here? Are we saying he's done? That's it? Even though Robert Salas swears that he's the
6: future of the franchise? I, I, yeah, I don't, you know, again, you know, I don't agree with how they handled this. I don't. You know, I, it, they made it there. They were. He was five and two, and everything was good. And they made it all about one guy. Yeah. All about one guy. Yeah. It goes against everything we're taught in football. But they made it all about one guy, and then it became a distraction, and for the team, and the team took a nosedive right from there on, right? I, I, and that became an issue. That's where I. That's where I didn't love it. And right. you know my thoughts about the overall. If we just got rid of quarterbacks after two years, damn. We would have never known Ben Roethlisberger, Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, all that. I, I do believe, like, organizationally, they probably do want him back. I, I don't know if it's for the right reasons or more just because he was the number two pick. If it's not for the right reasons, I would go, just let him go then. Don't bring him back because you're he was the number two pick and you're afraid that you'll get egg in your face if he goes somewhere to be successful.
0: I don't know how we got to the Jets. I was just saying hypothetically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we're, show you work. guys yeah. are going with that. But all right, good for
4: you. <laughs> we got, he's, he's dope. Uh Jim Harbaugh, where do you see him coaching next year? Like what would be the oh. best fit? because uh, teams mm. seem to be lining up to get him, Chris. Uh and yeah. they should. He's a great coach. Uh he is. Like, you, I I get where, it. Where do you think he should go if he were to go to the NFL?
6: Yeah. I, I mean the, the him and Sean Payton are by far the safest bets, right? Yep. And if you want to turn around at least the culture of your organization there, it makes a lot of sense. Denver certainly would work. I think he could get things in the, going in the right direction. And, and, again, I think he could also make it like, it's not all about the quarterback here. I'm Jim Harbaugh. and We're going to run ISO and ISO and play action pass. And it's not going to be about Russell throwing it 45 times a game, which, you know, could be a positive. It could take the pressure off. They got a defense. We know that. Carolina is another team that I think is. You you know my thoughts on them. They got real talent. Yeah. I don't think it's going to take a lot to kind of get them going in the right track. We saw Steve Wilkes do a pretty damn good job once they started playing the right way.
4: PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America, Sunday Night Football uh, at C Sims QB on Twitter. Uh, you'll love this report. It's coming from a bunch of places. You'll love it. Uh, it will give you goosebumps. It will make you feel good. Doctors say that Hamlin started communicating his first question to the doctors, who won the game?
6: Oh, uh, I knew it. I <laughs> listen. Uh, that, that, see, but that just tells you about football players, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not trying to say my my situation was dire. It wasn't dire like that. They weren't resuscitating my my heart. But football players play football. And I, you know, lost nine pints of blood, had to get a transfusion. And by week 15 that year, I was feeling good. And I went to the doctor to go, I think I can play again. I, I think I'm good to play. And I can still remember him writing on the, you know, the, the, the table you sit on that's got the paper, right, that they rip off. Yeah. I can remember him writing on the paper, like, the record of our team, who we were playing, my injury. And then, like, he wrote, like, a big question mark, basically, like, saying, like, why the f- you want to play right now, like, right? <laughs> and you know, I don't know if you could take a hit, and that's basically. But th- that's that's. I'm not shocked to hear that from Demar Hamlin. That's what it sounds. He is. He loves the game, and he's been invested in it his whole life.
4: Uh, the great news is he's communicating. That is the. That's awesome best news we've heard all week um and and, but it also lends to just how important this thing is wait until hamlin realizes (laughs) no one cared about the game anymore he's gonna be like what over me like you know yeah yeah (laughs) yeah oh my god josh allen's gonna be like who won the Game? What are you talking about? Man? <laughs> we didn't care about the game. We gave right. up on the game. Unbelievable! All right, three quick games—the games that really matter this weekend—and uh, then we'll get to your beef with the ESPN, and then we get you out of here. Uh, Packers Lions. Your thoughts? Just, just go. Packers Lions. I
6: think it's going to be a really good game. I do. I don't even care if the Lions have nothing to play for. I still think they're going to be very dangerous in this matchup. You know, um, and I think it's—you know—they're a team that even if they're out, I think they're—they're they're playing for next year a little bit. They're not on this stage a whole lot. I think they'll enjoy kicking Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay out. But I do think this, right? Both these teams like to run the football. I think it's going to be a game that's going to be won through the air. You know, both teams sold out to stop the run the first time they played each other. Uh, Rodgers played his worst game of his career the, the first time they played. You know, the bad interceptions. He left open people and yards all over the field. He should have thrown for 450 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. If the Green Bay is going to win this game, I do think it'll be because Aaron Rodgers going to have to be aggressive throwing the football. I think we're going to see a lot of air yards in this one. I, I'm going to take Green Bay to win a close one.
4: Are you going to be shocked that Brady or Rodgers make it to the Super Bowl? I mean, you can't be. You can't. Come
6: on. I'd be shocked if they Christ. got to the Super Bowl. I would really? be shocked if they got the Super Bowl. I won't be Tom shocked Bleep if Brady I well, again, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's still Tom Brady. I get it. He's scary. But damn. I, I just would be shocked the Super Bowl. Maybe win a game. I get that. I, I do, but to to run the table against te- I mean, you know, Super Bowl teams don't lose 35 to seven to other teams on the road and do that. I just don't see how they could overcome Philadelphia or, or the 49ers.
4: Uh, I realize they don't do that, but human beings also don't play football until they're nearly. No, 50. I, I, I get that. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. You know, he has spent more time playing quarterback than he hasn't in his I, life. It's amazing.
6: <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's how awesome he is and how tough yeah. he is and all the little things he's done to take care of his body.
4: Uh, by the way, Packers-Lions is Chris's game, Sunday Night Football on NBC. Uh, Patriots-Bills.
6: Yeah. I mean, the big thing is just the Bills and how they can focus and regain their focus and all that, right? If I totally felt like this, you know, this didn't happen on Monday night and all of that, I'd go, well, the Bills are, are going to win by 10, 14 points. I do think this changes things a little bit, right? I, I guess I doubt how focused and everybody – Buffalo can be to a degree. And I will say this. I went back and watched a lot of these games for the first time around. Man, New England's defense played really well the first time around.
4: Mm-hmm. They
6: really did. They did a lot of good things. Forced a turnover. You know, my thing with New England is I think they're going to have to force multiple turnovers if they want to win this game or keep it really close. I just don't trust their offense. How can you? They got dominated, right? Right. But New England's going to, to me, have to force the issue a little bit. I know their defense is good, but just being good and changing coverages doesn't beat Josh Allen and the Joe Burroughs of the world. And you got to take some calculated risk, right? It might mean if they call this play, we might get burned, but we're going to play the percentages they don't call this play, and I'm going to bring this crazy blitz or do whatever and take a chance here. You have to do some of that. They, again, they played great defense the first time around, it didn't matter. There were so many plays where I went, oh, they got everybody covered. This is perfect. And he still ran or scrambled or does whatever. And you just go, yeah, that's why you got to take a chance every now and then. Uh, I think it'll be close, though. But I do think the Bills win. I, I said 21-17.
4: Last game, uh, Mikey told me right before he came on that Derrick Henry has now practiced two games in a row. So the Titans are going to try to win this thing. Titans-Jags, our boy Trevor Lawrence, man. Here we go. Uh, Titans-Jags with a chance to get to the playoffs. So you like?
6: I, I like the Jags. I do. I mean, have, I can't pick the Titans right now with the no. way the offense is and all that. But let me just say, the Titans are like—I put them in the category of like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they're one of those teams. As yes. soon as you f- count them out, they—they <laughs> they have some crazy game plan and they out hit you, and all of a sudden you're going, "How are they doing this?" Right. I don't. I do think they're going to make this interesting. It's crazy. I don't yeah. expect Jacksonville just to steamroll them. Right. Jacksonville's not great at stopping the run. So they're going to run, eat up the clock. Joshua Dobbs at least can do the drop-back pass offense to a degree, right? And I do think Vrabel and, and company will have something special on the defensive side to, to try to make things happen. Jacksonville won't be able to run the ball in Tennessee. So our man Trevor, it, it was the first matchup in the second half where he let it fly, and they became like, uh-oh, watch out. Yes. Uh, I think he'll have to make big plays, but I do expect them to win.
4: You are so right about that, though. Like, Vrabel like. Round, dude. He thinks he can. Not, not. only does Rabel think he can win this game, he thinks he can take it to the Super Bowl.
6: Like, oh know? yeah, he's going. Oh, we'll I'll come up with this defense game plan. We'll run the ball forty times. to right. Derrick Henry. We'll control that. We'll have time of possession at forty-two minutes. Yeah. And. We'll go through the whole playoffs like that. And I'll stop Josh Allen. I mean, yes, that's that's the way they think. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't count them out from doing
4: something crazy this weekend. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting game. Uh all right, let's uh let's get out of here. PFT with Mike Florio, Unbutton button podcast, football night in America, Sunday night football. Why are you beefing with ESPN quickly? What's going on here? But, You're all you over know, the tabloids. I, no, I mean
6: I got no problem with ESPN as a whole. I don't. Yeah. I, I and again, you know me too. I mean, you guys roast me. Yeah. I have no problem being roasted about. I have to make it a, 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 a take an opinion on, on every subject in football, right? That's what I do, okay? My opinion after the Michael Parsons Von Miller podcast of what I said the Eagles, you know, would still be really good with Gardner Minshew. And then I just said that Hertz wasn't on the MVP level of Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. I didn't say they were better with Minshew. I've made that clear during that segment when I said it. Yes, they're their best with Jalen Hurts, but I just said that they would still be a really good team with Gardner Minshew. All right. ESPN, Insta- Sports Center, Instagram. I say that the week before the Cowboys game, the Eagles go up and down the field on one of the best defenses in football with Gardner Minshew. 350-plus yards, two touchdowns, throws two interceptions. One of them, I mean, he threw it right here in the receiver, and the DB took it out of his hands. They fumbled twice the running back in bad situations where they have control of the game. Uh, so nothing said like, hey, Chris, maybe you were right. They are still pretty good with Gardner Gardnermanship. But then we wait to the Saints game and their offense gets stymied and they don't play good and Gardner doesn't do anything great. Then we re-release the same Instagram comment. To, <laughs> like, I, that's where I had a problem. We're not going to cherry pick. Right. Like, oh, wait, throw it. every good game he plays will disappear. Every bad game again, we'll put him back out there and, and put the quote on. And that's right. where I just thought that was a BS move by them, and I, I didn't like that.
4: I know some people over there. If you, uh, if you want me to take care of it, I will. I'll t- Listen, what you're saying essentially is the only people that could do that to you are me, Billy, and Mikey A. That's it.
6: I mean... Well, like, have a relationship with me, or at least you guys give me the forum to talk about and discuss these subjects <laughs> right. after you've roasted me, right? <laughs> yes. I even said during my podcast, I said, yeah, well, what's not going to happen is they're not going to have me on SportsCenter to discuss this. So that's when I went off on them. And I was, you know, F them and F that and all that.
4: By the way, if you think Sims, like, seriously, I've no, I've known him for a while now. Like, he can't handle the criticism. You're, and he doesn't laugh at most of it. You're out of your mind because he does. Yeah, that's right. It's
6: it's people who don't really listen to me. And then right. they, they just see a quote every now and then. And I'm going to go, you're like, listen to me for a show or something. And get to know me a little bit before you cast me off as dumb idiot from new jersey for a if little bit you
4: know the vault of takes that billy gill has from you that he is saving for a rainy day you
6: <laughs> hate us more than you
4: hate uh... Sports on our instagram okay oh my god we'll use them. uh we'll use them when it's convenient for us chris okay yeah yeah sure, <laughs> sure. all right uh, pft with mike florio one button podcast football night in america uh, a big one uh, this weekend. They have the, uh, the Lions and the Packers. going to be a great game. Uh, we appreciate it, buddy. We will talk to you next week, man.
6: You're the man, guys. Tell Billy I said hey. hi. Peace out.
1: A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Light. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years, we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer.